0: Welcome to the Living Strategically podcast. We are Reed and Elizabeth Hewitt, a husband and wife team from South Texas. For our day jobs, we are communications consultants, and we also run Living Strategically,
1: where we're all about helping you strategically pursue your God-given purpose and make the most of your time on earth.
0: In today's episode, we're wrapping up a five-part series talking about money and possessions and what the Bible says about stewardship. And specifically for this episode, we're going to talk about reaching financial freedom.
1: But for starters, we're going to talk about how you know you're not at financial freedom yet. Uh, Some of the biggest signs of where you are financially come from emotional warning signs that you can just feel in your spirit. Do you feel a sense of doom? Do you feel stressed all the time? Do you feel fear and anxiety about the future? Do you feel constant pressure? Are you just tired? You feel like you're on a treadmill, never getting anywhere. You know, that's a sign that it's time to change your strategy and how you're looking at money and finances, and maybe try God's way of doing things.
0: You know, it's sad that we don't see financial principles talked a lot about in our churches, but also as financial education when kids are young or in high school, it's just not spoken of. I used to be an elementary teacher and I loved one of our units where we hit basic economics at a third grade level. That was so fun, but also I loved getting to teach eight and nine-year-olds these important financial principles that they will carry on for the rest of their lives. More schools should do that at a younger and younger age.
1: You know, I think a lot of parents are maybe a little embarrassed to talk to their kids about finances because they don't necessarily feel like they have it all together. They don't feel like they're the experts to teach their kids about it. I'm very grateful that our Heavenly Father did not leave us in the dark when it came to teaching about how to handle wealth and finances. In fact, Jesus speaks very directly on that topic to his disciples and to the crowds who are listening to him.
0: There's two parts in Matthew 6, verses 20 and 21. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And then it goes on in verse 24 and it says, you cannot serve God and wealth.
1: I think what it comes down to is that one of those two will be the means and the other will be the end. You can use wealth as a means to serve God, or you can use God as a means to try and obtain wealth. And that's the flaw of the prosperity gospel. You're trying to use God as the means and wealth as the end, when we should be exactly the opposite. Uh, Whether we have a lot or a little, whatever wealth, whatever resources we have, is a means to serve, worship, and honor God.
0: And you know, I think a lot of couples have a false sense of security and a false sense of comfort. And they put that into what they own and their job and maybe the government, the big brother will take care of me. But really, as Christians, we need to be putting our security and trust in the Lord. Christian financial advisor Ron Blue shares, financial freedom comes from having an open hand with our money and trusting God to direct us in how to use it. And as Christians, God should be our why. Everything we do should be giving glory to him, should be pleasing to him, and should be fueled by the wisdom that we find in the Bible.
1: So let's talk about some practical steps on how you apply biblical wisdom. The best that we found is Dave Ramsey's baby steps.
0: We took Financial Peace University when we were early married, and he just is so motivational, but he throws in the scripture with it, but he has an awesome, awesome plan.
1: So we're gonna read to you the seven baby steps. Um, You should still go to Financial Peace University though, (laughs) but but this is a preview of of, uh, what it covers overall.
0: So step one, he says save up $1,000, and that's your starter emergency fund.
1: Step two is pay off all debt accept your home mortgage using what he calls the debt snowball
0: and you're going to do this with gazelle intensity there's a bible verse he pulls that from from proverbs
1: talking about the gazelle escaping from the hand of the hunter that's the kind of intensity if you've ever seen a wild animal running for its life that's the kind of intensity that you need to get out of debt and you can listen to the previous episode in this series that's all about debt-free living if you need some more help with that
0: So once you're living a debt-free lifestyle, baby step three says save up three to six months of expenses so you'll have a fully funded emergency fund.
1: And then step four is where you start investing 15% of your household income for retirement.
0: And then once you are investing, you save up for your children's college fund, that's baby step five.
1: And baby step six is you pay off your home early.
0: Can you imagine not having a home mortgage? That would be incredible. Absolutely. And and then final baby step seven, build wealth and give.
1: That end of the baby step process is absolutely what biblical stewardship is about. You get your house in order so that you can be a generous giver and you can uh, fund the Lord's work, the spread of the gospel, you can help others and be a good witness and a good influence instead of being someone who has a financial mess and is ashamed to talk about biblical finances because you're not a good witness for it.
0: One thing that we learned while we were in Financial Peace University is that Dave Ramsey says personal finance is 20% head knowledge but it's 80% behavior. So let's go over some of the character traits that the Bible talks about that are required to reach financial freedom.
1: First of all, there's faithfulness. You have to be faithful, and faithful both means you have to have faith in God and his ability to take care of you, and you also have to be faithful in that you're being consistent and attending to your duties as a steward of resources that God has given.
0: It says in Proverbs 21, verse 5, The plans of the diligent lead surely to advantage, but everyone who is hasty comes surely to poverty.
1: So you want to be a diligent, faithful steward. And that brings to mind the idea of steady plotting. That's another scriptural principle that you just have to keep going. There's no get rich quick. Or if there is It's get rich quick and then lose it quick. Wealth that lasts and prosperity that lasts is built on steady, faithful, consistent work over time.
0: Another character trait is self-discipline. Having that self-control, being able to say no. We live in a society that's very materialistic and we have a lot of excess in our homes, but having the self-discipline to say, I'm gonna focus on what truly matters in life and that is not stuff.
1: And that leads to the next thing, which is the ability to practice delayed gratification. There's this concept of compounding interest that we're familiar with in financial markets, but it really applies to every area of life. And basically what it means is that if you work now, you enjoy later. If you enjoy now, then you work a whole lot harder later to pay for it. When you can delay gratification, you flip the curve to your advantage and you succeed in the long run.
0: The Bible also talks about contentment. And here at Living Strategically, we define contentment as the attitude of gratefully accepting what God gives while gracefully releasing what he withholds. It's not about a number or achieving a certain amount of wealth to be satisfied. It's about the attitude of the heart, being content with whatever God blesses us with to manage for His glory.
1: And those character traits practiced together, all work together. You, I mean, you can't take one out of context. They all form sort of a whole picture of what a faithful steward looks like. And when you put all of those into action in your life, that brings us to what are the goals that we're working towards uh you know why do we want financial freedom what's the goal at the end of the road
0: you know as a woman and a wife one of the biggest things is security when there are economic downturns i want to have a stable financial plan and a healthy emergency fund to be able to get through any rainy days that will come. It's not if they will come, but when they will come. That security means a lot to me.
1: The security is not in money itself, but it's in knowing we've practiced biblical principles, God has allowed us to save up, and we know that whatever we encounter, God will make that, uh, that emergency fund stretch as much as it needs to. So it's not a matter of saying, okay, we're going to have a good financial foundation, so we don't need God anymore. It's we recognize that the financial foundation comes from God and that he will provide for us ultimately through finances and through other things that we don't even expect a lot of times.
0: Another thing is debt-free living. I do not want to live a life of bondage, so I am willing to follow a plan to live below my means, to live in moderation, to make sure that we can afford everything in our home and in our life.
1: That that kind of attitude, you really need to develop a sense of humility to say, I'm gonna live within my means or below my means, instead of trying to maximize my lifestyle, I'm going to say, you know, this is enough. I Even if I make more, I'm content, I'm happy where I'm at, Because there's this biblical principle that when you are humble and you humble yourself and you lower yourself below what you think you can grab for, that God is the one who lifts you up instead of you trying to lift yourself up to a higher position. And that's always better to let God do the lifting instead of trying to do it yourself.
0: And also, I want to be generous If we live with financial margin and within our means, we will have excess that we can share with others. And honestly, that goes with our schedules too. I want to have excess time to bless others and I want to have excess money and resources to give generously for kingdom benefit.
1: And that goes right into the goal of stewardship. We've talked a lot about stewardship and how it applies to our perspective about our resources, that they really belong to God. But the truth of stewardship is there's work to be done in the kingdom of God. There are people to be reached with the gospel. There are uh, those in need that we can lend a hand to. There are widows and orphans that need a defender. And that's the work we do as stewards, as servants of God. And that's connected with being generous, and that's connected with managing our own affairs in in such a way that we have margin to give rather than um, spending all that we have and then we end up being a burden or we end up being debtors to someone else.
0: So the ultimate goal is living the abundant life. We want to honor the Lord with our wealth. We want to be thriving in our finances not just surviving. And it takes connecting our faith with our finances, putting into action biblical wisdom.
1: You know, the Bible tells us when you walk by the Spirit, you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. And what that comes down to is the world has a system. They have a way of doing things. They have a set of priorities. And all of them look tempting from the outside but they end up being destructive on the far side of it god's ways look harder at the beginning but they end up being better fuller more abundant when you get to the other side of it and that's where we want to be
0: so how can you know when you have reached financial freedom Well, Ron Blue defines stewardship as using God-given resources for the accomplishment of God-given goals. If you are relying on Him and being directed by Him, and you're living your life to serve Him, then you are on your way to financial freedom.
1: We are placed on this earth to give God glory. It's all about Him, He gave his one and only son for our sins, and we owe him everything in return. We should honor the Lord in all areas of our lives. And when it comes to money and possessions, a wise steward gives God ownership of it all. And we hope that in these past five episodes, we've been able to encourage you in that endeavor and share some scripture and some wisdom from some of the best Christian Financial Advisors, and other resources that have helped you on your journey to financial freedom.
0: Down below in the show notes, we're going to link three resources that we really recommend. Financial Peace University, if you need to get out of debt and just have a financial makeover, and two books, Debt-Free Living by Larry Burkett and Master Your Money by Ron Blue. Check out those resources below and we hope they really transform your finances.
1: And if you want to get in touch with us, you can always visit us online at livingstrategically.com or send an email to podcast at livingstrategically.com.
0: All right, y'all. Until next time.
1: Keep living strategically.